are Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello everyone, welcome to Locked On Predators Podcast. Justin Bradford, Matt Best. Today's episode, as always, brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Matt, how you doing, bud? I'm all right. Busy Monday, but it's just another life in media. How are you? I mean, same, <laughs> same. <laughs> I mean, hey, training camp started a week ago, and the season opens up this week in two days. It feels like the best birthday party that you're ever going to have. I don't know why that's my analogy here, but I'm just anticipating the start of the NHL season. It's like we're getting all these little presents day by day kind of thing in wake of the uh, NHL season. Today we got a good old Gary Bettman talking. Yeah, but a birthday party. Ugh. I don't like, I don't like my birthday. Yeah, no, neither do I. I, I used to love my birthday as a kid because that meant ice cream cake all the time. Maybe we look at it just in terms of so it's more you know relatable. Twelve days of Christmas. Ooh, I like that. Not the twelve <laughs> days of birthdays because I don't think anybody. Oh God, that. no, no. All right. Well, you so, don't want to be reminded that you're turning seventy four this year. I hate you so much. <laughs> Natural Predators had their final scrimmage of training camp Sunday evening. And it had a few missing faces that have been missing showing up there. Matt Duchesne, Eric Howla, and Rocco Grimaldi all skated in this. It evened things out a little bit better. That's why the final score was a little bit more even as well, 5-2, to two, instead of you know a blowout <laughs> that we saw on Friday night. So, Matt, were you able to watch some of this? Because I know it's, it's sometimes a little difficult to stream cross-country. And if so, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I watched a bit of it. And uh, Howla on the wing... It's kind of surprising to me, but you know what? Yeah, I don't mind it at all. Hall has got speed. And I mean, if he's bringing speed to that line, I, I'm a big fan of it there. The one thing I would have liked to see, I would have liked to see Cunning up with Duchesne and Halla. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Grimaldi's not too bad there in that slot. If that's the way that Hines wants to run that line, I could see that right wing slot being uh, pretty much like a revolving door. Um, yeah, I don't see Halla bumping down. I like Sissons on that third line. I'm a big fan of that. Um, I just, I need Cunning up on that second line. That's my biggest takeaway there. The top line impressed as always, like everything that's supposed to be good was good. So I don't want to dive right. in and like, right break now it's like, what's good is good. And what's bad. There wasn't much bad. <laughs> I mean, it's training camp scrimmage too. So hopefully you're not getting exposed too much because you're exposing yeah. your teammates. But uh, what I did notice there were times when Cunning was on the second line. It, like, obviously we know that's going to be a, a scrambler except, except for the Joe line. There's going to be a scramble thing going. Sometimes there was Holla, Duchesne, Cunning. Cousins, Sissons, Tolvanen, mm-hmm. Richardson, Yarncroke, Grimaldi. Uh, then obviously we had Morvietsky, Benning, Tenority, Carrier. So it looks like the, obviously the Tenority, Carrier is probably going to be that uh, 7-8 that will be on the taxi squad most likely. Yep. And then uh, it's one of those things, like you said, the good did well. I mean, the Jofa line did what they're supposed to do, and they, they scored goals. Yeah, Johansson got a goal. Arvidsson got a goal. Uh, Duchesne got one. He was it was a great snipe over Rene's glove, which typically you're not beating Rene on the glove side that easily. Don't don't read into that, folks. It's a scrimmage, okay? I don't want people to freak <laughs> out. Uh, Nick Cousins got a goal in there with Cunning driving to the net. Uh, then we also had Cousins. He ripped one past Rene as well. Uh, Cunning got one, so it was a two points. Uh, sorry. Yeah, two goals and two assists between Cunning and Cousins. Uh, Tolvin also scored on the power play at a good feed from Cousins. So it was it was a game where the players that were supposed to do well did well, and then the role players that are further down in the lineup 
they didn't show up on the score sheet because you typically don't expect them to show up on the score sheet. I mean, Tommy Novak got that assist <laughs> on the Tolvin power play goal because uh, he was one that got up to Cousins. But it wasn't one of those things where anything stood out or was surprising to me. And that's kind of in a good way that the veterans look like they're ready to go. You could tell they did a lot of training before camp started and the way they were playing with the intensity level and what you saw in the plays with creativity, but also some details. There's a little bit of sloppiness, but that's expected from any team at the beginning of the season. We're still getting going, but they obviously look like they're ready to go. And I talked to Luke Cutton uh, after the game and he just, yeah, we're ready to go play games that matter. They're, they're good to go. And so I think this is going to be interesting without preseason games, how they come out against Columbus uh, how any team comes out in the first couple of games and the energy level that's going to be there to see just really where each team is at, how far they progressed just in their short training camp. Yeah, I think the biggest thing we're going to notice is if I bought into John Hines's work ethic thing, because if the Preds come out in game one and they look like a little more gritty than they do in scrimmages, and I know there's inter-team scrimmages, so they're not going out there hitting the heck out of each other, but this team, compared to other scrimmages I've watched between teams, it's not as happy-go-lucky. Like I watched the Maple Leaf scrimmage and everyone's laughing, having a good time, but the plays they're pulling off are incredible because of the talent they have up front. But you look at the predator scrimmages and it's more focused. Like they're focusing on all the small things, the, just the smart plays. Am I crazy to think that if the power play falters, we could get Nick cousins on the second unit. I mean, I think anything can happen when it comes to that. Because because I like, Cousins out of everyone in that bottom six grouping has impressed me the most. Yeah, I, I think there's going to be opportunities for guys like Cousins to move up in there, and they're trying different guys in the second unit. The first unit's pretty much set. We, we really know the first, it's Jofa plus Duchesne and yeah. Yossi. So we're pretty, that's a pretty strong unit when you think about it, too, that they should be fairly successful. They really should be. Mm-hmm. And and so then it comes down to what is the second unit going to be made of, and that's where it kind of falls, but that's where you need your – your Glenland, you need your potentially Hala, you need Cunning, all those other guys in there because Ellis will be quarterbacking yeah. that power play unit of who's going to complement him well. Because if a team comes out with their PK and like, okay, as long as we shut down PP1, we're good. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be unique to see how they do that to slot some of these guys in. And that's what we saw in the scrimmage as well. If you weren't able to watch it, folks, even if a player did not take a penalty, they're still blowing the whistle and calling penalties. And these scrimmages, they're one-minute penalties just so they could get some work on the power play. And so guys are switching jerseys. Duchesne, Yossi were switching jerseys so they could run their units as well on the on the power play and then the penalty kill. So even if there wasn't something going on, they still want to put a game situation in there of, okay, the game's going this way. Boom, let's call special teams right now. This team has to respond by going on the power play. This team has to respond by going on the penalty kill. And let's see how each of these players responds. Talk to Coach Hines about that as well. That's what he said. Yeah, it's, it's a way to get a look at it and see how players respond to these situations as well. And it's a good way to evaluate it too because you don't know how they're going to react because there were a couple times, I think twice after a power play expired, the team that was killing the penalty went and scored a goal within two minutes after killing off the penalty. Not mm-hmm. to say that's always just related, but it's one of those things that do they get worked up and built and build off of killing off a penalty. So like you said, the intensity was there. They treated it definitely like a game atmosphere, just with the way they're operating yeah. everything uh, as well in the arena, uh, the intensity as well. And the guys were getting upset if they were getting penalties called on them as well. There was a little bit of, I know people get tired of the word chippiness, but there was a little bit of chippiness too, because the guys were, are competitive. I think it was Weber and Cousins collided. Good. 
and Weber uh, gave Cousins a nice little whack to the shin guards right. <laughs> after it. That's the kind of stuff that happens, though. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. you play hockey, I play hockey, even if you're practicing and uh, you think your own teammate takes you into the boards hard, you turn around, you give them a what the, and then you give them a quick little hack. Like, it's good to see that intensity. I've had the privilege of watching a lot of these Canadian teams because of my employment. I've been watching their training camps and their scrimmages. I got to say the Predators training camp and scrimmages are a completely different level. And I, I watched the Habs training camp and that's a team that you're expecting to be chippy. And they're the same way. It's like a happy go lucky kind of thing. And like folks, I don't want you to read too much into this because teams like the Leafs and the Oilers, their training camps, there's a lot of goofing around there because for the most part, it's a lot of the same core and the pieces they did bring in are like veteran guys that are easy to get along with. So they are having a good time and they know the expe- expectations are on them. But the Predators training camp, this is exactly what I wanted to see out of them is just the commitment from day one. And yeah, that work ethic, as much as I hate that phrase, it's uh, come to fruition here with Hines and his uh, camp. Absolutely. And so, for instance, in, in looking at how this camp was going too, you had so many different guys battling for spots as well. And obviously, I think these guys do have a chip on their shoulder just with the way the offseason went. And they were trying mm-hmm. to play. They, they they did all this training camp for two weeks. A two-week training camp, played four games. And they <laughs> were done. And all other teams were in these positions as well. But it's just curious to see how this team wanted to come out, react, and respond. And obviously still missing a couple players. Uh, Tomasino is in natural, but he's doing the required quarantine amount as well. So I, I am looking forward to seeing how this team responds. Because I still think, given the talent of this team, they're still in the middle of the central. That they could still go as high as third. They could be as low as sixth. In the I'm gonna I'm gonna change my predictions from the central based on everything okay. that I've been watching so far. I've got Carolina on top now. I've okay. got Tampa Bay second. I've got Nashville third, and I've Dallas fourth. And okay. I could swap Dallas with Columbus and wouldn't even blink an eye. The compete level for Nashville is off the charts right now. I've done some more research between Carolina and Tampa Bay. I think the Reimer Mrazic combo is better than Tampa Bay running Vasilevsky into the ground. Also, the loss. <laughs> yeah of uh, Kucherov is going to be a big deal for them. And I factored in things like I want Stamkos to be healthy for the whole season, but folks, what are the chances of that actually happening? Carolina, all they need in order for my prediction to be right here is for Svechnikov to take that next step and for Aho to continue to progress. But yeah, this central division, the more I look at it, the more I love it. And at least the Predators aren't doing what Chicago has been doing in their scrimmages and beating the crap out of each other. Or New Jersey. Fight. Yeah, like I Miles don't understand PKC that. Band. <laughs> I, I truly don't get that at all like what are you trying to prove here? they're competitors they're competing i mean we saw I, it years ago i mean roman yossi craig smith got into it i i know but ago. i mean like what the heck is the point like shove each other a bit but the fact that they just let him scrap the whole way it's like yeah i get it it's a tough guy sport kind of thing but what's the point well to hold off because you're getting plenty of people well, have you played the game before have you played oh, the game yeah, at that I know, level I, I like i'm i'm a pest on the ice i run through people and i like hack them and that's it because my my other skills aren't great. Like I just I run through people. That's it. But you need to learn how to stop, Mister Best. I stop into people. That's that's not no no. That's a penalty. No 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 no. That's uncontrolled skating. That's a and penalty a, and a cool hit sometimes. Yeah, you'd be freaking rookie league down here in Nashville still. <laughs> no, they'd look at me and be like, "You're Canadian. You can play." And be like, "You're Gretzky." Had come out and be like, "No, I am in fact Dion Phaneuf in L.A." <laughs> I love that, Double Dion. That is the line of the podcast so far. <laughs> but nothing in LA. All right. Oh, up next, guy. Gary Bettman and Bill Daly met with the media. 
uh, Monday afternoon to discuss the upcoming season and some of the events that are taking place. And they just addressed a few different factors looking ahead to the season. We'll briefly touch on that. Up next here on the Locked On Predators podcast on the Locked On Network, Justin Bradford, Matt Best. The NHL season is fast approaching and lines are changing at training camps, which means the odds are changing too. Where are those odds and where can you find them? That's over at betonline.ag. Folks, the season predictions, the division winners are completely different now. Everything is changing, so you want to lock in those bets immediately, and there's no place better than betonline.ag. You want to go over there and use promo code Locked On. that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for your 50% welcome bonus. You got football there if you're a Steelers fan. Ha-ha, sucks to be you. I won't bring up the Titans game because I feel like our whole audience will just get mad at me, but... Yeah, that wasn't a good look. BetOnline.ag, promo code locked on, 50% welcome bonus. Go now. Welcome back to the Locked on Predators podcast. Justin Bradford, Matt Vest. And it's almost as if Matt just doesn't want to gain any fans with what we're doing here. Hey, I'm okay with being the enemy here. I love Lamar Jackson, though. So You are the enemy. No, no, you are the enemy. You can't tell me that you're not happy that the Browns beat the Steelers after all the. Disrespect. Oh, I'm very happy, very happy, especially to see Christopher Martel's reactions to all this. He's like the the resident Browns fan here in Nashville. He used to work for Fox Sports Tennessee uh, as well, and so he was like, "We were watching it during the scrimmage, watching bits of the game. Like it's twenty eight nothing. What is going on? It's beautiful. It was it was funny to watch." All right, before we get into the next bit here, just remember, folks, betting online is very easy, but there's a lot of help here on the Locked On Network. So betting on the NHL, the NBA, NFL, with the playoffs especially, doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast. It's hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. And you should also subscribe to Locked on Predators because we're having some fun right here. Okay. Such fun. Such fun. Uh, Gary Bettman, Bill Daly, met with the media. And the first thing that was exciting doesn't have anything to do with the Predators, but they did confirm the announcement of the outdoor games in Lake Tahoe. I want to go so bad. They, no fans will be allowed to attend. I know. But the, the scene of it, the way they're setting the scene is basically having the rink on the edge of the lake with the mountains, snow-capped mountains in the background. It's going to be a like, beautiful sight. I am very excited. Usually I really don't care about how rinks are made. Even like backyard rinks, there's a few networks around me that really emphasize on like, how was a backyard rink made? And I just, I couldn't care less. Uh, building a rink on a lake if you have never done it, is the hardest thing ever. A lot of people think that you can just scrape the snow off and go on the lake. Mm -mm. That's not how it works because ice forms differently, if you didn't know. Um, I I would really honestly love to see like a mini doc on how they make the ice as boring as that sounds. And as I say it, I sound like a very boring human being. But yeah, no, it's going to be so scenic. Um, I've never wanted to go to an outdoor game as badly as this one where a team I don't care about is not playing in it. Right. Or I where mean, team I care about is not playing in it, right? Like, right. February twentieth and twenty first. So February twentieth will be Vegas versus Colorado. That should be a fun matchup. That's gonna be so good. And then the twenty first will be Boston versus Philadelphia. Another fun matchup as well. So all four teams, very very competitive teams mm-hmm. in the NHL. Uh, ones that are vying obviously to win their division type of teams. Uh, yeah, are, are like, all four of them. 
this year more than ever, these games are actually going to mean something. Because usually when we look at the outdoor games, it's like, yeah, they can just make up for the points later because the sun's <laughs> glaring in their eyes. The ice is starting to melt. Ice better not melt on Lake Tahoe. Um, but <laughs> it's all interdivision stuff now, right? So these two points matter a heck of a lot more than anything. And I mean, for Colorado and Vegas, it'll probably be a matter of, all right, I'm now ahead of you by a little more, or I'm now behind you, or I'm now catching up to you kind of thing. Because those are the two top dogs in the West, as we've discovered on previous podcasts. Yeah, I'm fired up. I usually don't care for outdoor games unless I'm there, but this one I'm definitely going to watch. So they also address different things going on in terms of shutdowns. Obviously, there are plenty of stars about the Dallas, plenty of questions about the Dallas Stars and the situation going on in there. Questions coming up of what's it going to take in terms of canceling things? Is there a, a threshold of positives? And obviously, they're just relating to they're going to be asking the medical experts and what is recommended there too. Because as we already know, the Dallas Stars are going to they had to postpone their season opening games, which affects other teams as well down the line and why they're building schedule oh, yeah. the way they are. So it's going to be a unique season very, very well. And they're just, they have to greatly enforce the rules they have in place. So it's one of those things too, that the players have to have their own responsibility in the bubble. Once they got into the bubble, and this was even talked about too, once they got into the bubble, you're pretty much good because you didn't have much out. You didn't have hardly any outside interaction with staff members of hotels or anybody that was outside of the bubble, right? Mm -hmm. So with this scenario, they still have the general public they might have to deal with, whether it's grocery shopping, if unless they're not getting them delivered, which I think they'd be getting them delivered, or dealing with their significant others potentially having cross-contamination with somebody else in the general public. I mean, there's so many different ways, unless you bubble yourself up and confine yourself, it's going to be difficult. Things are going to pop up. We already know things are going to pop up, but it's one of those things that the teams are going to have to have their my brother's keeper type of responsibility and mindset in place because that's the only way the season is going to be successful. And they obviously yeah. took a lot of it off of what happened with MLB, what's happened with the NFL. And granted, those teams are different sizes and the organizations are different sizes as well, especially NFL. You think 53 guys plus your staff and everything like that. But all those things come into place that they have to look out for each other. And it's a personal responsibility. If they want the season to be pulled off and the players want the season to be pulled off, they have to take responsibility for it because I really do think the NHL and other organizations are going to come down hard. If it's easy to see that there's clear violations going on, especially because there's cameras everywhere. (laughs) They'll Mm -hmm. be able to see stuff. Oh yeah. I I think the one thing too, I've always said this and I'll always agree with this until the commissioners change. I think the NBA has the best commissioner in all major sports with uh, Adam Silver. I think he's the best by far, the best people person, the best for money, best for everything. And it's not to say that I think Bettman's terrible. I think Bettman's a very fine uh, commissioner based on what he's had to dealt with. And I think it's just easy for people to boo Bettman without knowing why they're booing Bettman. Um, (laughs) Bettman did say some questionable things, but we'll get to that in a bit. The one thing that I really want to focus on is I really hope the NHL takes it as serious as the NBA is right now, where they're pulling people off the court for contact tracing mid-game. They don't Mm -hmm. care what's going on. They're just going to yank you off the court because they'd rather, and it doesn't matter if you're a star player or not, you're coming off the court for contact tracing. And if you lose the game, you lose the game. That's the flexibility there. I want to see that with the NHL. If it comes down to it, I want to see Batman have the cojones to be like, yeah, mid game. uh, Sorry, Johansson, you're out right now. You got to come off and you got to go get tested right away. Like that's the kind of takeover. I want to see Batman have here. Um, Other than that, I mean, everything he said was, pretty darn just on point (laughs) one thing that he said i need to find it um that just kind of stood out to me give me a minute here i'll find it (laughs) i promise 
It was this about COVID or is this about ads on jerseys? <laughs> COVID. Uh, people who have problems with ads on jerseys, I don't understand. Please tweet me and tell me why you have a problem with it. Oh, well, we're gonna have to discuss it then because I know there's both sides. <laughs> uh, okay, one of the things he said was it was so childish. He's like, the loss this season for the league will be in the B range instead of the M range. Bettman, you're an old man. Say the word billion and million. Okay, like let's get on with it here. Um, ah, here it is. Gary Bettman on the 2020-21 NHL season. It would be cheaper for us to shut the door and not play. Y- yeah, we we know we're fully aware of that. It's like you don't need to say that because then it makes Bettman it makes Bettman haters have a bit of more fuel for that fire because it's like, oh, thank you, mighty savior Gary Bettman, for giving us this season. We love you so much. Well, that's hope- exactly. It wasn't just him; it was the owners. Apparently, that he was saying said that as well. I know, but at the same time, it's like, who cares? Like, I know I'm overanalyzing one sentence, but you're being very Canadian hockey fan right now. I am. It would be cheaper for us to (laughs) shut the door and not play. Well, we know that, of course. Thanks, thanks, Gary. Big ten out of ten there on the obvious scale. Thanks for letting us know here. But yeah. other than that, this is a good press conference. They said what they needed to say. A uh, big fan of the Willie O'Ree helmet yes. decal. Big, Absolutely. big fan of that. That's my Love favorite that. part of this whole press conference. Uh, if people have a problem with that, then stop watching hockey. Please, please do that. Okay, next, uh, Bettman also said, I don't think that anyone should jump to conclusions when it comes to ads on jerseys. And I didn't want to do them this season due to COVID-19 revenue loss. I, I think we saw the helmet decals that are coming on that, Teams were allowed to do those. Natural Predators, obviously, Bridgestone is going to be sponsored. Mm-hmm. Best golf balls ever, by the way, if you're a golfer. I have some all-star game Bridgestone golf balls. I would never use them. I don't like any special golf balls that have, like, branding and stuff. I, I don't have a case. I just have, like, this little collection box where I put them all in it. You think they're worth any money? No. God, no. Maybe, like, two <laughs> bucks a ball. Like, none of that's Golf okay. balls don't have value whatsoever. Uh, even collector's golf balls. Unless they're hit by, like, Tiger himself. Okay. Okay. With proof of authenticity. Yeah. Like, oh, up. he hit me in the leg here and signed it. Yeah. And, and look, it broke my leg. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> look, I'm a millionaire. So ads, ads on these things, especially the season, the way it's going to be, and there's no way any of these arenas are going to be sold out. They're trying to generate some revenue so they can keep this thing going. So mm-hmm. why not? People start to me. People start complaining. Well, I don't want it to look like Europe. It's not going to look like hockey also, in Europe. Some of those European jerseys are absolutely phenomenal looking with the ads on them i don't care they look good some of them look good some of them are overkill and look terrible but if you're getting mad at that little b bridgestone logo on the helmet right you let me know how many times you've watched a hockey broadcast and went wow that bauer logo on their helmet's really obstructing me wow that nike logo on the helmet's (laughs) really bothering me right now like what why is this a bother for people i'm seeing twitter explode like we don't need ads we don't want them it's like well if you want to get out of gary's b range and get into his m range then i guess you need to (laughs) well people i think are concerned about if they buy a jersey a replica jersey is going to have those ads on them and they don't want to be a walking advertisement and it is curious because in soccer Mm -hmm. it is widely accepted yeah, that the main sponsor is the biggest thing that you see on these jerseys because the kit itself, the design is just a little crest. Yeah. Everything else is an advertisement, which is more mm-hmm. widely accepted. So it is very curious to North American hockey fans because European hockey fans are used to this. Anyone in the Russia, they're, they're all used to this, except for North American hockey fans about ads. And especially in certain unique times, if it's going to generate revenue to allow your team to survive and the league to go on in the way that it needs to go on, 
then put put a patch on. I mean, the Predators have sold patches for their practice jerseys. They've yeah. done th- these little things that helps generate just a little bit of revenue, especially for teams that are more gate driven than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Bettman even said too, that it's about fifty percent is what he said. He said I see some reports that say sixty percent, but it's fifty percent for the league. But I think that's an average, obviously, because there's certain teams that need more just based on TV contracts alone. The National Predators are not going to match anywhere near what Toronto or Montreal would with no. merch sales or anything like that, or TV or anything. So therefore, but, the gate means more to Nashville than it does to even Toronto or Montreal, with given this all the other contracts involved. Yeah. And the one thing, too, like circling back to your point about fans buying jerseys with ads on them. uh, So the NBA has started implementing ads on jerseys. And, for example, the Los Angeles Clippers have Honey as their jersey ad on the top Mm. right of their their jersey. It used to be Bumble, fun fact. It was like the first one that people are like, what's going on here? So if you're worried (laughs) about buying a jersey with a little ad decal on it, Go to Fanatics and buy your jersey. We are not sponsored by Fanatics, but they sell replica jerseys where it doesn't have the the advertisement on it, and it's about a hundred bucks cheaper. Plus, if you're buying a legit, like, authentic jersey to go to games in instead of wearing like an a replica, like a legitimate replica, not like you buy it overseas kind of thing, but like a licensed replica jersey. Um, nobody's noticing that you spent three hundred more dollars on a jersey, by the way. So. Stop doing that and just give me that extra money if you want to do that. It's nonsense to me. And like people buy jerseys with fight straps on them too. It's like, look what I got. I'm like, cool, you're at a game right now. What are you going to do with that fight strap? Well, a lot of them just come with it because it is kind of neat. I mean, for instance, my beer league jersey comes with a fight strap. It's just kind of cool. Plus, it helps keep it in place because of my gut. But it's also you're using that as like a legitimate jersey. You're not using it to go to like a Preds game and sit in the stands as a fan. Okay, okay. Right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah, people I who get mad at these ad revenue things either don't like or don't want hockey to sustain itself after this season or just have no idea I what's gotcha. going on with jerseys. I gotcha. All I'm right. not mad at you. I'm just mad at people. I, I know. You, Matt is having a mad day. He's having I, a mad I day. I really am. Okay. Up next, Bet Online release lines now for opening games for the NHL. So we're going to discuss that and get more advice on how to do some betting online. Since again, it is legal in Tennessee now. So I want to get Matt's input on this and like how people should look at this and bet if they want to all that up next in the lockdown predators podcast. I'm Justin Bradford. He's Matt best. And folks, before we dive into all of the betting stuff that we want to get into here, do yourself a favor and grab a nice little built bar, not a Google cluster because I still haven't got one yet. I still do want one, though. They look delicious. And shout out to Kyle Perkins for sending that nice picture. So aesthetically pleasing with the beverage next to it. But let's talk about Built Bars here. Built Bars are absolutely delicious. They come in a ton of flavors. You know my favorite. It's caramel brownie. I'm just kidding. It's lemon almond cheesecake. I've had people tweet at me asking me about lemon almond cheesecake. It's phenomenal. I love it so much. Um, They're healthy for you. They're a great snack. They're better than eating regular cheesecake from the grocery store. They're easy for you because they're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for the keto diet that I still haven't touched yet. I went for a run outside and this is bad news. Done it twice now. Don't want to do it again. But after my runs, I ended off with a Built Bar because I go to BuiltBar.com and I use promo code Locked On for 20% off my next order. Again, that's promo code Locked On, 20% off at BuiltBar.com.
Welcome back to the Locked On Predators podcast, Justin Bradford and Matt Best. And hey, just remember too, you can listen to Locked On NHL, the season preview series, the Locked On NHL podcast. Get into on all 31 NHL teams, fantasy waiver wire ads from Locked On Fantasy. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcast. Okay, lines came in for the first two days of the season mm-hmm. on BetOnline.ag. So obviously we're looking at Thursday here. I just need your help explaining some things to me because we went over stuff from other sports and other leagues. Yep. And we went on some of those things for futures. But now we're looking at Columbus and Nashville. So I want to break this down and go column by column as I'm looking at this because you're going to have to explain it to me like I'm a dummy. So first okay. of all, I looked at this and I switched from American to decimal. Smart man. Like you suggested I do. And what I'm seeing here is Columbus is as a plus one and a half, Nashville mm. a minus one and a half. Columbus is 1.36, Nashville 3.30. What does that mean in terms of spread? Okay, so the spread, which is also called the puck line in hockey, hockey gets its own thing, which is beautiful. Basketball and football are always just spread. Hockey is called the puck line. So the minus one and a half means Nashville is the favorite to win here. But if you're looking at it, the 3.3 there compared to the 1.36 for Columbus at one and a half there, people in Vegas are thinking that Columbus will be able to keep the game within a goal or win outright. So if you're taking Nashville at minus one and a half, you need Nashville to win by two goals in order to hit your 3.3 to one bet. Um, If you look at the money line itself there, so the money line there is 1.83 for the Predators, and it's two for the Blue Jackets. So it's saying it's going to be a very close game. It's almost a pick em. It's really close to a pick em. Um, but the Predators are favored here. Uh, the over-under, if you scroll through all of them, most of them are five and a half or six. So that just means with the teams combined, are you expecting them to combine for five goals or five or less, or are you expecting them to combine for six or more? So what Vegas is saying that it's more likely for them to be under five goals or five goals are under right now. Um, I don't really enjoy betting two days in advance for anything other than football, really just because a number of things can happen between now and then the goaltenders could change. Um, You could have a team like everyone knows who each team's number one is for the most part, but a team could decide to start their backup goalie to start the year. It's that kind of year. Uh, We've seen it in regular seasons, like actual seasons too. So these lines are going to move a lot. The books are going to move. Uh, The fact that these are open right now is awesome. Kudos to bet online for doing that. Um, But uh, if you're in love with something here, take it. But other than that, honestly, just wait until tomorrow, the 12th, or wait until like the day of the game itself to place a bet on. And I'm not saying it's an unwise idea to place a bet on these things, but I mean, we scroll up, you go to the Canadians and Leafs. I bet you that game has a ton of movement because betting is completely legal here in Canada. So it's the Battle of Ontario, and a lot of people are going to be betting on that. Or <laughs> that's not the Battle of Ontario, but it should be because the Senators are not fantastic. Um, But yeah, the puck line will never change from one and a half for the most part, unless it's like best team in the league against Detroit, because then you could see the puck line change. Um, But yeah, I think that pretty well covers it. So you covered explaining things. Now, how do you bet on these things? What are you betting on? Is there any one of these columns you can bet on? Explain that situation now. Sure. So let's scroll up to, actually, we'll keep it Nashville centric here. So on the 14th, let's say, Justin, who do you think is going to win, the Preds or the Blue Jackets? I'm going to go with the Preds. All right, good man. We won't have people screaming at you. So you'll <laughs> click on your Predators marker there just for them to like win on the money line. And then if that's the only bet you want to do, 
you just go over to the right side of your screen here, folks, if you're on a computer and you place in your bet and then it'll tell you like, this is how much you're risking and this is how much your potential win is. And then you just go on from that way. If you want to parlay them together, your odds are going to get higher and higher. So if you want to say the Predators are going to win, you mix that in with, let's say you think for some reason the Red Wings are going to be a complete underdog and upset the first game of the year. You put that in, you'll win more money if you put five bucks on that because you need both of those teams to win in order to cash out totally. Uh, My advice for a lot of people, I've told my buddies this, a lot of them who have gotten into betting this year, yes, betting on parlays is fun and thrilling. And if you hit one, it's awesome. Like it's good for you. My buddy hit like a nine game uh, parlay a couple weeks ago. Oh. I told him straight up, it's a lottery ticket. He only put a dollar on it. So he won like 20 or 30 bucks, which is like a really good return on investment. Right. But I mean, you're not always going to hit that. If you, even if you think you're a hockey guru, it's not smart money management. What you want to do is like tier your bets. So place your confident bets. What I do is I actually grab a notebook. And I write it down old school. I tear out my bets. S tier is for my favorite bets. A tier for the bets I'm fairly confident in. And then below that, in order to just give myself the mental psyche of, yeah, I probably shouldn't bet on it. It's just a question mark of bets. So my first tier will involve all my S tiers, which I'll bet them as singles as well to play it safe because you never know a big underdog could come out and win. Hockey's really volatile in that, in that way. And then my A tier bets, I'll bet on their own. And I'll also parlay them with my S tier bets. Um, and then when I'm feeling cheeky, I'll go in and do all my question mark ones, but I'll do that lottery ticket. I'll have smart bankroll management and only put like a dollar or two on it because that return on investment is fantastic, but that's not where you want to put a lot of your bankroll into. You want to put a lot of your bankroll into singles bets and those S tier bets. And then you want to sprinkle the rest folks. My biggest piece of advice is just be smart with your money, have a threshold where you deposit a certain amount each month. And hopefully you never have the deposit again, because you're just smart with it. Take advantage of that 50% welcome bonus. And then you want to make your money through singles. It's not sexy. It is not sexy at all, but that is how you build your bankroll. And then when you get to a certain amount, let's say your baseline's $100 and let's say you have a really good night, you get over $200, take that extra $100 out, withdraw it, take it into your bank account. So you're not like poised to use it and go, well, my units are higher now. Instead of betting $20 on a single, I'll bet $40. That's a really good way to lose money. And the books will love it because you're just going to keep depositing and depositing. But gambling is all about bankroll management. Anyone who tells you differently just wants to see you lose money. So just be smart with your money. And if you ever need advice on how to manage your bankroll or just optimize it, I'm not going to flat out give you picks, but if you tweet at me, I might. Um, but yeah, I can always help you because I, I truly believe that responsible gambling is a heck of a lot of fun. Um, and it's really awesome. My biggest thrill ever was when the, uh, Patriots came back and beat the Fal or the, yeah, the Falcons. That was an awesome day for me. It was a very good day for my bank account. I, I bet it was. Okay. So looking at this, there's another one that came out is the NHL playoff specials to make the playoffs mm-hmm. and looking at this. So they have the natural predators, listed at uh, a no and a yes at 1.86 each. Does that mean it's a 50-50? What, what does this mean when it's like so that? So they're seeing it as a pick And what a pick means is literally you just flip a coin. They're seeing the Predators finishing fourth or fifth. That is it. There is nothing higher. Uh-huh, I have right. them third, so my value is saying yes there and taking it. There's a lot of value plays that I really like. Um, I don't like betting on favorites here for make the playoffs and long shot odds because I don't like having my money tied up to the books because I think I can just make that money that I'm going to put on a futures odd within a day it's not that I'm cocky it's just I believe I can do that so for example putting money on the avalanche to 
make the playoffs is just tying up your money, especially when you're making 20 cents on the dollar and you don't really want to do that. The bets that I'd be more willing to do is you look over at the Sabres in the East, and I firmly believe the East is going to be one of the most competitive uh, divisions there. If you say yes to the Sabres at 2.9, you're making a buck 90 per dollar. So that's some pretty good value there. You're happy. And the buck 90 profit per dollar is what I'm talking about. So you're really making 2.9. Uh, there's a lot of stupid bets. Like the Anaheim Ducks to make the playoffs is 2.7. <laughs> the, the Sabres to make the playoffs at 2.9 to me screams value. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs. That's not the point of these future uh, right. odds. I'm saying that there's value to be had because at 2.9, you can make money if a lot of things go right for them. And you're probably saying, well, in that case, why don't you bet on the Blackhawks at 4.25 to make the playoffs? Because that's just straight up a sucker bet. That like... There is almost no world where they make it. If you're going to do that, honestly, if you want a long shot team to make it, take the Senators at four and a half. Again, I really don't advise that, but I think (laughs) that fourth spot in the North is kind of wide open for the most part. I've uh, also changed my picks there. I have Toronto, Montreal as my second team now, and then I have Edmonton. Um, Then the fourth spot, I'm really balancing between Vancouver and Calgary. But yeah, these uh, make the playoff odds. There's a lot of value to be had here. I'm a big fan of it. Just don't be a sucker and tie up your money into things like the blues to make the playoffs because you're just holding on to money for a really small return on investment. Well, great advice. Really appreciate that. Again, he's my betting expert because I don't know (laughs) Jack about sports betting when it comes to this. So hopefully Matt helped clear some things out for you. Remember, you can tweet at him at best of Matt and just get a little bit of advice there too. But remember the big thing he always says, be smart with your money. Be very, very smart yeah. with it and don't do anything dumb. Okay. Yeah, folks? Just like, dumb. There's no real advice there. I, like I can teach you about <laughs> bankroll. I can teach you about like how to lock your account out so you don't deposit into it. But just like if you have a hundred dollars in your account and you love a game, probably shouldn't bet the full hundred on it unless you're right. professor money bags. But if you're an average Joe, <laughs> like professor money bags. If you're an average Joe, you probably shouldn't be dropping a hundred bucks, especially if you're an adult. <laughs> like I, one of my first like here in Ontario we can bet via like the lottery system here it's called mm-hmm. ProLine uh, folks if you're in Canada and you're using ProLine stop I don't get paid by the government so I can tell you full out just stop they have the worst lines ever it's actually abysmal how bad they are um, just be smart don't be stupid with your money there's a saying here it's know your limit play within it don't be a dummy be smart with your money all right well that does it for this episode of locked on predators make sure you subscribe on itunes spotify stitcher google wherever you get your podcasts interact with us lo underscore predators on twitter and also like us on facebook if you want to just make sure you post everything there and i'm at justin b bradford again he's at best of matt thanks so much we'll be back with more as the predators get ready for the start of the season two more practices to go (laughs) tune in next time we'll talk to you then